Hello and welcome to the Pioneers Post podcast, social enterprise stories and conversations from across the world. Today's Pioneers Post podcast comes from Edinburgh. We're at a Wise 100 dinner hosted by the Royal Bank of Scotland, gathering some of the women leading social enterprise in the UK. Taking place in Edinburgh, today's dinner comes just after this year's Social Enterprise World Forum. Today's dinner guests include leaders from Acumen, Co-op Development Scotland, Mydex CIC and The Melting Pot. The theme for today's dinner conversation will be creating an inclusive economy and how women in social enterprise can contribute to that. It will be led by Acumen CEO Kate Welch. You'll also be hearing from the NatWest Social and Community Capital Team, as well as us from Pioneers Post. Um, hello everybody, my name is uh, Simone. So thank you very much everyone for, um, for being here, for being able to attend. Um, so a real quick introduction, I think many of you already know Pioneers Post, um, but we always say we're much more than a magazine. Um, we are also big in events, um, networking events, informative events such as these. Um, so yeah, WISE is one of the events that we do and uh, WISE stands for Women in Social Enterprise because we feel they need to be shouted about and they need to be celebrated. Um, so we started that last year, this is the second edition. Um, this year it's new that we do these events, so we have, um, that we do these dinners. So we have three dinners, the first one is tonight. Intimate dinners with a provocation, which Kate is going to do for us. Thank you very much, Kate. Um, so yeah, thank you again very much for, for being here and thanks again to Royal Bank of Scotland for making this possible and cheers to the evening. Yeah, I thought I really wasn't going to get away with that free <laughs> supper. Yeah, you always have to sing for it. So the good news is I'm not going to sing, although I can. <laughs> Honest, we could have done a sun grace. I do that with the girl guides. So. What I thought would be really interesting to talk about, because it's something that's absolutely occupying me at the moment, is how we can really position social enterprise to be part of the inclusive growth agenda. So I'm based in the northeast of England. I'm in Durham, right in the centre of what used to be the old northeast. And just to put things in context, I did spend six years on the board of our regional development agency back in the day when things like regional development agencies actually existed. They no longer are there. They do in Scotland. Well, I That's know they I do in Scotland. I know they do in Scotland. Oh, indeed. But I'm speaking from my own personal experience in a place where we have Tees Valley as a combined authority. We have, which is five of our local authorities. We have three of our local authorities spinning off in the northeast um, to be another combined authority for Northumberland, which is very close to Scotland, uh, Newcastle <laughs> and North Tyneside. I do have some Scottish ancestry girls. Give me a chance, give me a chance. Dumfries and Galloway, Sawn, Mocklin, that area. Anyway, and then we have a middle bit, which is Durham, Gateshead, Sunderland and South Tyneside, which, to be frank, hasn't got a flipping clue what it's going to be. So, inclusive growth for me, absolutely could be the policy platform upon which we can operate and where we can actually start to really play into a regional or countrywide or national strategy. So I, the OECD definition, just to keep everybody happy, is that inclusive growth is economic growth distributed fairly across society, which creates opportunities for all. And for those who don't know, the very first social enterprise I set up was back in 2003, 
complete frustration from being um, at that point having transferred into Job Centre Plus. So I was working for a government agency where I could do nothing about helping unemployed people find jobs. And I set up Ackerman Community Enterprise Development Trust, just a word, never call your social enterprise a word so long that nobody can actually fit it in. So it's <laughs> fondly known as Ackerman Development Trust now. Uh, and I set that up to help long-term unemployed people find jobs in the um, areas around northeast England, particularly the old coal mining areas of County Durham. And I was very fortunate. I was there at a time, we set it up when there was neighbourhood funding of various sorts, lots of contracts. I started it as a volunteer. Year one, we turned over £400,000 and I pinched myself and went, where did this come from? Year two, we were very strongly supported by the Northern Rock Foundation. They gave me three quarters of a million pounds grant and I still pinch myself. And yeah, wow, never done that to a new organisation before, but loved our model of supporting um, um, businesses, so self-employed startup, the employability and uh, skills, so particularly literacy and numeracy. And they gave us three quarters of a million, 250k a year for three years. And at that point, I, I had already given up being the volunteer chair and I then became chief exec in, in 2005, in January 2005. And we grew, we grew to three and a half million with um, 3.6 million, I think, at peak, with 80 staff. We then shrank, we then nearly collapsed with the work programme and cash flow and various other things. But we went through that stage of definitely, and I kind of call that now from reading what other people say about things, beyond entrepreneurship. So that point of taking something up, and it is what you would call, a, nowadays it's scale up, isn't it? It's what the Scale Up Institute would call that. And for me, I'm going to talk about the northeast of England, and I do apologise to all you wonderful people here in Scotland. You're damn lucky, you know. You are sitting here with a fantastic strategy. We had a strategy in, the, in England, but it's gone. That was years ago. You've got government ministers knowing what social enterprise is, supporting social enterprise. You have an ecosystem of support that is second to none. We have not got that in the northeast of England. I was at the Convention of the North a couple of weeks ago. So that was a huge event with the northeast, northwest, Yorks and Humber, the biggest gathering of supposedly public sector, private sector, and civic leaders. I had to blag my way in. We found about it second hand, but civil society <laughs> got in. Well, we found the way in and got in. Um, the biggest feature on the news that night was the guy from Legal and General talking about the 23 billion he had under asset management that he was putting into various different things. There was absolutely nothing about an inclusive economy. And the good news that we were shouting about in the northeast of England was it's fantastic. We've got the highest ever levels of employment. We only have 4.6% unemployed people. Whoopie-doo. But we have got 23.3% people who are economically inactive. So that actually means that a quarter of the population, the 18 to 65 year olds in the northeast of England, do not have a job or are not actively seeking work or anything. Massive. So for me, that is what we need to tackle as social enterprises. And that for me is what becomes inclusive growth. I love the Social Enterprise World Forum vision for Ethiopia. I was reading, I'm going, come on girls, we've got to go, we've got to go. And that, yeah, absolutely. That is to transform social enterprise into a major driver for growth and change. So how do I do that? 
or help make that happen in the North East? How do you do that here? And I think you're further on the way in Scotland than we are. So for me, that's a real vision of an inclusive society. So that's where we don't just have productivity in the labour market. We're not just about lean organisations that have great high levels of productivity that do amazing things in terms of the return for shareholders. Huh? Thank you very much. But also it's about participation in the labour market. And I bleated on about that. <laughs> I made a very strong point about that on the board of One North East uh, uh, as the regional development agent for six years. Got a bit of the way. But do you know, I was let down by the sector. I was absolutely let down by the social enterprise sector. Our reality is that we have a strategy that's about, so if we look particularly at our skills strategy, it's about high level um, skills. So how do we take people with level threes and fours to level fives, sixes, sevens? Fantastic, great. What do we do with our schools? Let's actually improve that and get all those under 18s really well qualified. And there is nothing in our strategy about 18 to 64 year olds who have no qualifications. They produced a map for the Convention of the North event. And I'm talking to the chair of our LEP private sector guy, who ironically lives in Cumbria and commutes to the North East, but never mind, he knows all about it. He knows all about it. Oh, what did I say? And what the reality is, is they had a, a map which had coloured in red um, the higher the percentage of people with no qualifications, and this is like no GCSEs, no nothings, so 20 to 30% across most of the northeast. There's some nice round patches in Hexham and Annick and nice places. The whole of London and the southeast is green. Yeah? Okay, fine. So if what we do is we do the high level skills and we do the schools, we've just missed out all of the 18 to 64 year olds who have no qualifications. So that's nearly 30% of our population in large areas of the region. And for me, that took me right back to what I was doing in East Durham, the old coal mining area of County Durham, way back in 2003. So what are we going to do? Well, I think social enterprise could solve all that. However, we're tiny. So therefore, we need proper social enterprises, proper social enterprises that are going to, in some way, scale. And scale doesn't mean individual social enterprises have to grow. It just means about scaling up the impact in some way, shape or form. I think we need women to do that. And the reason I think we need women to do that is because, with the greatest respect to all the blokes around, there's some fantastic men running fantastic, amazing social enterprises. Listening to Di Powell the other day, um, at the Social Enterprise World Forum, I got, yeah, come on, HCT group. But what we don't have is enough women running big social enterprises. I mean, you've got people like Susan Actimel, some amazing people doing some great stuff, going off and raising millions and doing good things. But we are not creating the jobs that we need to do. We have not got an ecosystem of support that absolutely provides that. We haven't got the role models. We haven't got the um, appetite for growth and so we've got to do something. So I think what we need is a way to start to help particularly women and I think women because what I'm seeing is that women lead in a way that's much more about the whole and the greater good than about self and ego. Still far too many blokes are about their own ego and their own positioning. We need those women who have a passion, they have 
we get hundreds of them. I mean, literally, probably 200 a year come to us for startup support in social enterprise. They're passionate about the social cause. They're generally really good at finding a solution to the social issue or environmental issue they're dealing with. And they're really, really crap at business models. Sorry, I'm allowed to say that. This is on a podcast. They haven't got a clue how to monetize. They're scared to ask for the value of what they do. And they really struggle to do that. And they have a really poor attitude, in a sense, to the risk, the taking on of investment or doing of that things. So there are some notable exceptions. There are all sorts of amazing people. But what we need to do is enthuse, energize, and inspire those women and give them some sort of support in some way. And I think I'm really, really interested in how you create the right sort of ecosystem. So for me, that's about profiling. WISE 100 is amazing because it does that profiling. So my provocation really is to say, we need it. We need those women running those great social enterprises, bigger, better, more of them. That will lead to inclusive growth, but we ain't there yet. So really, what are we going to do to absolutely stimulate and support and drive that massive social change that we could do with women leading the way? I leave it to you. Can I have my seat now? Good. I'm Jenny Engels, I'm Head of Co-Design for Social Value at MyDex, which is a community interest company dedicated to giving citizens back control of their personal data. Do you think it's important for women to share their experiences in social enterprise? Um, yes, <laughs> I think it's important for everybody to share their experiences in social enterprise um, and I guess uh, it's great to have the particular opportunity to share with other other women. Um, I mean, I actually think one of the things that's uh, one of the things about social enterprise as a movement is that it is empowering of women. And I don't find discrimination in the same way that I found when I worked in the private sector. Um, you know, so I've I've experienced working in a very male-dominated industry. So my first degree was in engineering, and I worked in um, a, a very traditional. Uh, food manufacturing business and there was a lot of discrimination and one of the things that's great about social enterprise is that you, I don't find that discrimination. That doesn't mean there aren't people that um, that dominate or that you know take, hold the limelight more than women but actually I find it's a good environment to be in and that's one of the things I like about it. I'm Claire Carpenter and I'm a founder and chief executive of The Melting Pot, which is Scotland's Centre for Social Innovation. So we've just had our dinner and we've all discovered what the uh, praline lingo is. <laughs> it's very tasty. <laughs> um, so after uh, what Kate has said and um, the other discussions of this evening, mm -hmm. is, uh, have you got anything that has particularly struck you or you might take home with you after this evening? So I think there are two things. One is about the mental aspirations and sense of possibility and how that does or doesn't differ in men and women. And actually, there's probably a lot to do with class and aspiration in there, and that's structural. 
Uh, and I think the second thing that struck me was about our conversation to do with how do we engage the next generation of business people uh, into the social enterprise movement and whether that's young people coming through or existing uh, people, professionals and business owners uh, maybe thinking about transferring to a social enterprise model and the need for how do we get the mainstream to think about and engage with social enterprise and the incredible creative constructive ways that people make transformation in our societies that's often very much neglected and we've come back to uh, YouTube videos of animals and dogs doing silly things and how do you harness uh, things that actually caps people, captures people's attention to then use that as a lever into talking about the wider picture stuff. So, cute little animals, how do we get David Anmer talking about cute little animals and the social enterprise movement, link them up? Because it's really important that social enterprise isn't marginalised and it isn't uh, just this thing that only a small percentage of the population do as a way of tackling inclusive growth, because the rampant economic global capitalist system will kill us all in a doom and gloom type of fashion but it will it will create a lot more damage we need to create many other forms of inclusive growth um, so fluffy animals it is fluffy animals to the rescue So I'm Victoria Ross, I work for Royal Bank Scotland and NetWest and I manage the Bank's partnerships with social enterprise bodies across the UK. Do you have any reflections on this evening's discussions that have just drawn to a close? I think with um, Kate saying, you know, we need to be more inclusive, so we need to all work together regardless of gender or race or where we're from or where we are, we need to work together to help grow the social enterprise sector and I think there's certain bodies across the UK that can help play a big part in that and the government and the corporates as well but also everybody needs to take our responsibility and help promote the awareness of this sector and work together to provide that inclusive growth. I'm Sarah Dees and I'm Head of Inclusive Models at Scottish Enterprise, the Economic Development Agency. How has it been for you having the World Forum in Edinburgh and having lots of different social entrepreneurs come um, to Edinburgh and see what, what Scotland can do? Um, I think for me it was actually we've been reflecting tonight on the Social Enterprise World Forum given that it just took place last week and um, I think the most memorable moment for me from that event was um, Indy Johar who in his plenary was really challenging us to think more transforma in terms of more transforma transformation. Um, we're doing well, we're, we're congratulating ourselves, particularly in Scotland, in terms of the, the growth of the social enterprise sector and the support ecosystem that we have. Um, but actually, if we're going to address some of these global challenges, then we need to think differently, we need to think big, we need to reimagine the future. And for me, that was the, the great challenge that he placed on the table and the one certainly that I'll be rising to. I'm Megan Pete. I'm the Chief Exec of Royal Bank of Scotland Social and Community Capital. So all the plates have just been cleared away from this evening's dinner. 
and it's drawing to a close. So at the end of the evening, could you reflect on the discussion from this evening? Um, I think what was really interesting this evening was the um, diversity of experience around the room. So people with different perspectives on the subjects we were talking about, so the involvement of women in social enterprise, how to address some of the issues in, that we see in society, how women can make a difference. There were some um, amazing, um, amazing stats to, for me. Or, for example, Kate from Acumen was talking about um, the northeast where she lives and works, and how there are um, quite a shocking number of people aged between sort of 18 and 65 with no qualifications whatsoever and although we have um, initiatives looking at improving educational attainment um, there's kind of nothing that picks up that, that demographic of people who've moved on from formal education. Um, we talked about um, whether men and women have different attitudes to business and to social enterprise and in the end we kind of came to the conclusion that probably we don't. There is a spectrum, you have some uh, men on one side perhaps stereotypically more um, assertive, women maybe more again stereotypically caring um, but actually in the end probably people come into social enterprise because they want to make a difference um, and so there isn't that huge range of difference. Why do you think it's important for things like the women in social enterprise nominations list and the, these dinners to support women in social enterprise? So the, the Women in Social Enterprise 100 list, I think it's really interesting to show the diversity of experience and so we on the first list we had social entrepreneurs who've just started out on their journey, we had people who've been involved in the sector for decades and getting them all in a room together at the awards last year was phenomenal because the energy in the room was incredible, and I think we've seen that tonight. Um, Edinburgh, it is a, it is a well-developed network. Um, a lot of people know each other, but just getting around a table, having a couple of glasses of wine, and having the opportunity to just think a bit, I think has been really interesting. That wraps up the first of our Wise 100 dinner conversations created in partnership with NatWest. Listen out for the next one which will be taking place in London and will be on the theme of visibility. You've been listening to the Pioneers Post podcast. If you liked this one, continue following our Wise series and other social enterprise stories on www.pioneerspost.com.